Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the complete nonsense that goes on around it. I miss getting back to like gendery topics and feminist topics and like trans and queer stuff. And I miss having stuff to talk about that wasn't all the around it. Yeah. I mean, we live it, but... It gets backgrounded by all the other shit. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't seem to get anywhere else with that. That's just the way it is. So what were we going to talk about? Well, the other day when I asked you what we should talk about, and I was coming up with a couple random topics, and you were like, well, how about this day from hell that I'm having? And I said, the day from hell would make a perfectly reasonable anecdote that we could share. What day was that? Because there's been several now. (laughs) And we are in the same week. I wonder if it was the day or if yesterday or whatever that day was trumped the other day. No, I'm pretty sure it was the the day where your mother broke herself at the same time that your ex broke herself at the same time that... Yeah, that probably probably was that day. Because that was by the time we were done with that day... Then you and I just decided to get in the car and take your colleague sick food because it was something nice that we could do that was a nice chance for us to sit and have time with each other, even if it was only for a two-minute car ride around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of nice. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the kind of day we had had. You especially. And it seems to me, I've I've seen a lot of people at work that have had a pretty rough week, and I don't even know their details, but if it's anything like, like mine has been. And I always think, yeah, there's worse things that could happen, but the ones I had weren't good either, so. Right. You know. Yeah. Because that bad day started at 6.55 in the morning with a text from the boy's mother who had the boy, and she couldn't get him to school because she was having problems, which could be a stroke or something. She has a chronic neurological condition. And my immediate response when dealing with something my child needs is, okay, because I have to do the thing, whatever it is, like take the child to school or whatnot. Yes. It's my job to make sure he gets there. And then I realized like, wait a second, I had my own appointment with a psychiatrist at the same time his school starts and you can't drop them off more than 15 minutes early because of school policy, blah, blah, blah. So you had an appointment at the same time that she was asking you to try and take the boy to school. Well, and not only that, but I needed to go to work right before that because my appointment was near my work and then go back to work. Right. And then I thought about that. And and so I sent this long-winded answer because I decided that was now the way to approach the topic. I wasn't really saying enough. And so I said, well, let's figure this out because I have these other two things that have to be happening at the same time. Yes. Work and appointment. I'm already expected to be two places at that time. I can't put a third in there. Yeah. Fortunately, I thought of calling the big kid. Number zero. Yes. Who's semi in between their old job and the job that they just got, which is great because the old job has really worn them down. And so they had gone to part-time and started doing secondary jobs. And I could see the stress relief was way down. And that was really nice yes, to see. Yes, that is good. They, they, they've been coming over in the different times of day, morning and stuff before work and before my work and yours. Sometimes. Right. So I thought, oh, wait, maybe the big kids can do this job. And uh, then I don't have to. And sure enough, Child Zero was like, sure, I'll drive my brother to school. No problem. Yeah. And that was great. That is so great. So the big- I, I love having functional, helpful adult children. Yes. And that was the first rescue of the day by the big kid. The first of the day. First of the day. 
And at that point, you had to, as you said, go to work. I had long since gone to work. Yes, because you go to work super early. Our school district, like many districts, stagger start times across the district. And I, I work at one of the earliest schools. So I'm generally there by 6.45, 6.50 in the morning at the latest. So anyhow, the big kid took the kid and I didn't have to drive back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and still get nothing done. <laughs> But you did still have a lot of driving and a lot of other things to do, including getting to your psychiatrist, who thankfully, can I say this? Yes. Gave you some anti-anxiety uh, options. Yes. Two different anxiolytics. She, she gave me not one, but two choices and prescribed both of them. Of course, with the way my day and the next day went, I didn't get to pick them up until today. Of course. Right? But like you said in the car that night, just the fact that they exist, having that option to take them, knowing that they are available to you, has an environmental effect to lower your anxiety. Yeah, except when they're not totally available because they're still at the pharmacy and the pharmacy closes and you can never get there. Yeah. But but that's, you know, I did go to pick it up today because I decided I would start to have anxiety about not picking up the oh anxiety God. pills. Yes. Um, and I told my therapist, because I also had that appointment the same day later, the best part was I no longer had to have anxiety about whether or not I should do something about the anxiety. That's totally great. Yeah, that was a, something I could tick off the list there. Yes, that's good. Yeah. I love that you can cross something off of the to-do list. Lately, it seems like you do one thing and it like spawns five more things on the to-do list and it's just ever it's increasing. Evil. It's evil. There, There is no crossing something off and then it's gone. No, because a bunch more things happened. The boy had therapy too. Yes. And his mother was supposed to take him. It was her turn so that she could meet the therapist and talk to the therapist and whatever. But... Like she had said in the morning, she couldn't drive him to school because she was having symptoms that her neurologist was concerned about, and they were sending her to the ER. So she was going to the ER, and the big kid was picking up the boy at school to bring him to the therapy appointment, and I was meeting both of them there so that the big kid could leave and go get the girlfriend's kids. It was great because we all got there, and the big kid was happy to see me and happy that I was already there so they could leave. They had to hurry up and go get the kids. And so I brought the boy in, and... Number Zero's girlfriend has four kids. Yes. So I brought him to his therapy. But see, while I was driving there to meet the big kid and the boy, the hospital called me and said, and, and at first I thought, oh, this is the hospital where his mother is because they're saying they're at the ER. And they said, uh, do you know that your mother is here? And I said, no, I do not know that. <laughs> and they said, well... She fell down and she fractured her shoulder. And so you were texting me about these things and I was trying to answer in between all of my other things. Well, that, I could text you because once I got the boy and I was at his therapist and the boy was in there with the therapist, I could then text you. Yes. Even though lately my phone's always about to die and it doesn't have anything to do with the battery. It has to do with... Everybody texting you? And calling. Oh my God. They're blowing up your phone. They're wearing out your battery. That makes me sad. Well... It makes you anxious. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, so I told the, the ER nurse, I told him, actually, no, I cannot come there and be with my mother now because she was requesting that I come there and be with her. I bet she was. Well, that's what you're supposed to do if you're at the hospital. We've tried to teach Child Zero this. I said, I am on the way to a medical appointment for my son, and I have to do that first. And then I was like, well, but, but I will call my wife, see if my wife can go from work uh, as soon as they can get out. And he said, like, okay. And then I was sitting there thinking, I might have even thought this right before I picked 
get met them. Oh shit! I was trying to figure out where I was going to be when and what I was going to do with the boy when, and and then I realized I still had to feed him too. You know, you did still have to feed him. Yeah, but see, he was he was uh he was already on that because when he got out of therapy, he he gets out just as I went to the car to get more cough drops because he has a stupid cough. And while I was getting cough drops, he put the boy out there and was looking for me. And then I had to find the therapist and go talk to him. And all he really said was that. The the boy started opening up and, and he was surprised and that was good. Yes. So, so anyhow, the boy was like, hey, can I have a sub sandwich? And I was like, totally, dude. Let's go get your sub sandwich. Right. Right. While well, I was still trying to figure out, like, how was I going to get his baseball uniform if his mother was at the ER? Like, did I need to drive to the ER and get her keys and drive and get the uniform and drive the keys back? Or, I mean, what the hell did I need to do? Right. And so I got his sandwich and then she texted and said she was still at the house. And I was really confused because I was like, I thought you were going to the ER. And, she, and so uh, she said, yeah, I'm waiting for someone to drive me. And I was thinking, well, why didn't you have the big kid drive you when they picked up the boy to take him to school? And I don't know. Because when you're having a neurological emergency, problem solving skills go to the back burner. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I didn't ask a lot of questions because... Because you were busy doing all the other things. I... I I didn't want to solve a problem nobody was chasing after me with, okay? Right? so Oh my gosh, yes. Um, okay. So I was like, oh, excellent. I can go get his uniform. Right. So I went over there to get the uniform, and the person she was waiting for was going to be a helper and explain to the people. So they were an advocate as well as a taxi driver. Right. So I took the boy and some clothes for him, and, and she says, you know, you could um, bring him back here and stay here until I get home. And I'm like, no. But all I said was, well, let me think about that, because I don't want to get into a conflict. No. So I took some clothes with in case I needed to keep him. Right. And brought him to his ball game. But then I had to come home and change clothes and get food that I was supposed to deliver to the person who had surgery and probably some other things that I just can't even remember because there was too many and I don't care now that they're done. And while you're managing the boy and getting him to his therapy. Oh, that's what else. Then I am managing your mother who has broken the head of her humerus. Yes, you're at the ER picking her up after you came home and checked on the children. And I found it wonderful that a short guy with a squeaky voice led us out of the labyrinthian hospital to the place where I could pick her up with the car. I don't know. You found a differently gendered person. So that's cool. Then, because the last time I picked her up from the hospital, I didn't know how long she had been there. And so I didn't think about had she eaten. And so she ended up going home the last time that I had picked her up and having an insulin crash or blood sugar crash or some sort of some reaction diabetic. I think that was two times ago because the next time you did go get her food. But anyhow, she has done this. Yes, she has. And so I didn't even give her the option. I said, I'm going to Wendy's. What would you like? Because we know that she'll always eat Wendy's. It's some kind of thing. It is a thing. I she don't likes know. their burgers. She she does the thing where she forgets to say some of the words. Because I'll say, and what do you want? And she'll say, a cheeseburger, a double with mayonnaise. And having known you and her for close to a decade now, I'm thinking, okay, you probably mean with only mayonnaise. Let me clarify. <laughs> and I say, so lettuce and tomato and pickle and any of that? And she says, no, with mayonnaise. <laughs> with only mayonnaise? Yes. You'd be amazed how often they put all that other stuff on there. And I'm thinking if you tell them not to, they won't. <laughs> 
And I'm going in there, and if you can hear, I have a sore throat, and I was trying not to lose my voice, and so I'm walking into the ER, and the person behind the counter says, you know, what are you here for? And I say, I'm here to pick up my (laughs) mother-in-law. Yeah. I'm not here for me. I just want to get the broken woman and get out of here. Right. (laughs) And try not to get any more germs while I'm here. Right. Little did we know the broken woman probably should have been going somewhere else, but ever, but whatever, you know. The broken woman probably should have stayed in inpatient for a day or two or been um, transferred to a... Place like I took her to? Treatment center. Later? um, A rehab center. Yeah. Because they asked me as we were leaving, so what's your plan for her? And I said, I'm going to get her some dinner and take her home. Mm -hmm. And they said, is somebody staying with her or do you... You live, you know, how far away does she live? And I said, well, she only lives, you know, just around the block from us because it's a small town. Everything is kind of just around the block, but we'll check in on her a couple times and we'll make sure that she's not, that there's no problems. You were trying to then fill her prescriptions. And in the middle of nowhere, opioid painkillers are scarce because they're trying not to have too many easily to get to. And they are all sold out. And I went to two different places before I quit going places and started calling places. And I called three more places before I found the one that had the one she had been prescribed. I'm surprised there were three places to call. I think there might have been two more that were available total. Okay. You know, I mean, I could start calling down into town if I needed to, but I didn't. I was able to call near us. So anyhow, so, you had to hunt down the opioids. I, I had to hunt down the opioids. And you called me and said, what should I do? And I, no, I texted you, didn't I? And you called me back because you were driving or something and couldn't text. I was standing right here. Were you? Yes, I just didn't feel like texting. I, I texted you and I said, so they don't have it. Is there like, I didn't know if there were restrictions on who her insurance would fill prescriptions through or, you know, preferred pharmacies or so I texted and said is there anyone that I shouldn't call or who should I call first and I had no correct answer or did I, I know if the answer would be incorrect either I appreciate or as you like to say I don't rightfully know you didn't and that's fair and as long as you can tell me that then I can get on the process of you can get rightfully on the, deciding and finding out get on the horn and yep see who will tell you and that's what I did and so I'm you so know you, you said I can't I can't find these and I said just bring it home and I'll do it and you said like you need another thing to do I and did. I said apparently the universe thinks so For because if I try to give any of them away more of them happen it is a thing that happening now yes that is a thing that's happening but but you did you did find the the pills and I did and, and then so uh, almost an hour later even though I went all of three blocks almost an hour later I go back to your mother's house to bring her her pills and she didn't want the antibiotic until she saw which one it was and I said this is the one that they said it's the only one that you'll take and she says but what's it called and I said hell if I know I can't pronounce this shit <laughs> And I and she says, spell it. And I spelled it. And she says, I don't think that's right. Does it start with a C? And I'm like, I just spelled it to you. Yes, it starts with a C. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like that's how it is. <laughs> yes, it starts with a C. It starts with a C I, I think. And it has a note on here, like when the, when I went to the pharmacy, they said this is the only one that you'll take. And she says, oh, then that's the right one. <laughs> 
and here's your painkiller. And she says, oh, and do do you need to cut these for me? I said, I think that they're scored. We should be able to split them. Yeah, those were the painkillers you could split. Yes, the painkillers you could split because they didn't want you taking a full dose right away. They want you to try the lower dose if possible. Then you're texting me saying, do I really still need to take her to the podiatrist in the morning? Yes, and I'm also texting you and saying, and when you come back, can you give me my shot? That is because a thing. I don't know what time I'll get back from the boys' ball game. And you weren't feeling well. You might go to sleep. Right. So you were trying to clarify, was she still going to go to the podiatrist? She was... They're, they're already closed, so if we weren't going to go, I was going to have to call them. First thing in the morning. We were the yeah. first appointment, so I was going to have to call them right away and say, I'm sorry we're not there, but she's broken. Yes. So... So I ask her, and she says... I don't know, is it going to get in the way of me getting my diabetes shoes if I can't go to the podiatrist? And I said, I don't think so, but let me check. And so then I have to check with you again. And yes, and you said, no, it shouldn't make a difference. And And I had to go, I had dropped off the boy to his ball game. And then I think I had to talk to his mother about his meds being messed up by his pediatrician who doesn't prescribe them, which made me furious. And then I had dropped off the food and then I was coming back to meet you here so you could give me a shot. Yes. And while all this is happening, I'm trying to text you so that I can get the hell out of your mother's house to figure out if she needs to go to the podiatrist in the morning. If you called me, I would have answered. Probably. But but if I'm driving, if I turn on the car, the phone decides. I'm driving, and so it won't let me see a text. Right. So I told your mother, if you don't go to the podiatrist Thursday, you should still be able to get your shoes on Friday. Then she decided to go anyway. And she says, okay, well, then I don't think I want to go. That sounds early, and everything hurts. And I'm like, yes, you just broke your shoulder. And then she says, but wait, my toe hurts. This is why I asked. Yes. I think the podiatrist needs to cut my toenail. (laughs) old people problems. I know. Oh my gosh. And so she says, but, but only if G can come and pick me up in the morning and and come early to help me get dressed. Cause I can't do anything with this damn arm thing. I don't remember. They strapped her all down. Contraption. I think she called it. It is. I can't do anything with this damn contraption. It's a Velcro. It's a, it's a shoulder stabilizer. Yeah, it's got a lot of Velcro. It does. I know. It does. And so you had had to to go and dress your mother. I I had to get up early and do this and leave the boy with grandma so she could get him to school so I could go dress my mother and take her to get her toenail cut. So... Had, oh my God. <laughs> uh, had, had she actually gotten any sleep and was she like able to care for herself overnight? No, uh, she's not able to care for herself. I had gone back to check on the boy because his game was starting and I wanted him to know that I would be gone and come back and I was going to miss part of the game. But he was night. already he was already on the field, so I didn't get to talk to him. So I told the coach's wife who keeps the score. There's a lot of things going on, but let me just explain that I have to go check on something. And um came home to get my shot. I could have done it myself, but if you do it, it's fast. And if I do it, it takes a while because I'm not, I don't have a system. And then I then have to convince myself to jab myself in the leg. And yep. 
because I'm spoiled. But <laughs> um, I get back to the, his game just in time for him to have like some kind of asthma attack, which he's been having. And the doctor, the pediatrician supposedly checked his lungs, but I know this pediatrician. So I asked for a referral. Damn it, I forgot to call back today and ask him where the hell the referral was. So the coach brings him out and says, do you have his inhaler? And I said, he doesn't have one because they're trying to tell me he doesn't have any asthma, but he's clearly not able to breathe well and he's freaking out about it. And so I give him water and I sit him with me and calm him down because calming down is at least going to help you eventually breathe. Right. And the assistant coach says to me a little bit, well, the coach's dad is there. He's Mm -hmm. this old guy who likes to talk to me. He says his middle son had that and one time turned blue and they kept not diagnosing it. And so they kept having the problem. Right. And then the assistant coach came over and asked me about it Mm -hmm. and said when he was a kid, he had problems like that and they weren't figuring it out. And eventually they moved and it stopped. And then the next day when I went to work, I asked my boss because she has asthma. And I said, do you think I need to ask for a pulmonary referral or what? And she said, absolutely, because he could be having a sports, you know, athlete type asthma or... We don't know, yeah, if it's athletic asthma or allergy asthma. He could be allergic to the grass he's standing out in the yeah outfield because this is when it's happening mm-hmm. when he's out there. So anyhow, I got back right in time for his his mother saying it's a panic attack. He's panicking about having an asthma attack. I think so. Really? Yeah. Because it seems like asthma and it's happening in certain circumstances. So anyhow, yeah. this this was a, this was the supposed end of the day. And so then, you know, uh, you continue checking in on your mother over the course of the next day. You take her to the podiatrist. Well, I go and get her dressed and take her to the podiatrist. She had been, when I went there, she had been stuck. She kept getting stuck. She's only has the use of one arm and she is fairly frail. And so she needs all of her strength just to get up out of a chair or a couch, especially her big cushy couch that you can kind of sink into. That's where she got stuck for three hours. That's no good. No. So then I had to move everything so she could sit in a chair. But when I went this morning, so that was all... Yesterday and last night. And you Mm -hmm. had to go back at the end of the day to help her change out of her clothes. Did you take her any... Oh my God. She doesn't have any button shirts. Every goddamn thing she owns goes over her head. I looked through the whole closet. There was nothing that buttons. So I had to bring... And then I said, do you want me to give you my shirt? Because I had a t-shirt on. And she said, no, it'll be too small. I think it's because the chest wouldn't fit around... The buttons wouldn't fit around her. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if I believed her, but I wasn't going to argue about it. Right. Because I was already trying to fit something over her while she groaned because it hurt. Yeah. Because I had to put, I went back that night to put pajamas on her and she had been stuck on the couch three hours. She had managed to get up before I get there because she really, she wanted the bathroom. But this also indicated to me she wasn't drinking enough fluids because if you have to wait that long to get to the bathroom, you're going to pee yourself. And she didn't. So, especially when you're old, you know. Right. This morning when I went to get her dressed and take her for her shoes, she was stuck half falling out of the bed and had been stuck there. I said, are you stuck? And she said, yes. And I said, how long have you been there? And she said, since quarter to six, what time is it? And it was seven. My God. And I was looking at her like, that is enough. Where is the phone number to the geriatric nurse? I'm calling her and telling her to make the stop. Yes. 
because she's not getting to her food. She's not getting to her insulin. She can't even get up out of her bed. And she didn't take any pain pills all night because they were in the other room next to the chair. So then she's in pain. So I gave her a pain pill, got her to the potty. Oh my God. <laughs> gave her a pain pill right away and then called the nurse while we were at the right. appointment this morning. I know that that shoe guy, he doesn't like it when you're doing something else because he only has like this short period of time to take care of whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I was calling, talking to the nurse, but I'm like, too bad for you, man. You don't have to deal with this, okay? Right. So and so I call the nurse, and guess what the nurse says to me? She says, well, no, we we can't have that. She has to have her insulin, and she can't keep getting stuck. And let me look at the file, and then she looks at the file and says, well, it looks like the ER offered her, and she refused to go to the skilled nursing facility. They wanted oh, her to go. Fuck's sake. And she wouldn't go. Nobody here is surprised. Nobody is surprised. And that's probably why they were so insistent on making sure that she was going to have someone checking in on her. So the nurse said, well, I think she needs to go. I mean, we certainly could do home health. I said, well, that'd be better than nothing because I'm at work most of the day. Right. But if we can get her somewhere else, that would be better. And she said, I don't know if we can do it or not because she's supposed to go from the hospital. I have to try to get it approved. And then they were trying to prove it under the old insurance. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, yeah. And my sister was actually mad about it. She said, what the hell? She needs to take care of herself. This isn't fair to us. It's about time your sister got mad about that. Right. And I'm thinking, not fair to who? Uh-huh. The person who has to put their underwear on their mother every day? Oh, for fuck's sake. Right? The boy was horrified, of course. And oh, I, I said, I have to go to Granny's and put her pajamas on. He's like, ew. <laughs> I said, what, do you want her to be naked? Ew. No, he's the only one who's allowed to sit around in his underpants. I told her that because I got there and she, she was sitting there in her underwear. And she said, I'm sorry, I'm in my underwear. And I said, well, only the boy would mind, but it's okay for him to sit around in his underwear. Oh my gosh. Or walk back and forth through the upstairs hallway without any pants on or... God, he's such a weenie wagger. But anyway. I was supposed to go to work today too. I had a late start. I worked... Late, yes, late today on. was your your late day. Despite the fact that I would I was going in at what typically would be halfway through most people's day, I went in four hours later than that. You didn't get there until almost dinner time. Well, the circumstances of this week, I, we had to wait for the, faci- the the nurse to find a facility that could take her. They, they tried to get her one near us instead of like practically in the... Well, actually, she is in the next town. Yes. So that's the closest one they could find. Right. And then wait for the insurance to approve it for hours. And so you did have her here because you didn't go back to her house after her. I went in and got her insulin and okay. brought it here. And then, and she sat here and I fed her some gruel and put on her, yeah, I put on her CD. I, I had grabbed her CD player and mm-hmm. a book on CD. The one that didn't work until our number one child figured out which button was pushed wrong. Yeah, that's typically how he how he figures out what's wrong with her CD players. And after she ate, I put Star Trek on the TV for her. And so finally, I decide I'm changing my clothes, and and that'll make them call. And sure enough, they did. That's great. And uh, so I I was bringing her to the place, but first I had to go to her house and get clothes. And I thought, oh shit, I'm just never. I'm going to get to work so late, and I have to go. I yeah. don't have this time off that no. I'm taking. And I I'm driving there, and I said, you're going to need to tell me what you want. She says, no, I'm going to go in and help you. Oh, Oh, the hell you will. She did. She went in because I thought, is it going to take longer to argue with her or have her try to get in there? Right. 
So she came in and sat on the end of the bed and tried to tell me what, what it was that I should bring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did the things exist that she said you should bring? They did, but her descriptions are that one. That one. No, the other one. Is this like the blue wallet? (laughs) Yes, it is. I want the blue shirt. Here it is. No, that's not it. And then I let her get up and get a shirt herself. And she got it out of there and put it down on the bed and then told me it was wrong. (laughs) I was like, Uh, okay. Uh, So we get the things and pile them up. And then I realized I didn't bring her a a bag to put them inside to get all these shopping bags. Right. I made her a bag lady. So, Aww. so we're driving there, and she says to me, because you know it's a it's a twenty minute drive, right, to the other next town. And uh, she says, "How long are they going to keep me there?" And I'm thinking, hopefully for a while, because this is too much for me. You have a broken bone. It will take at least a week or two to set. Right. And she hasn't even been to the orthopedic doctor who can't see her till next Tuesday. Will she even get to go there now that she's... Yes. They they called. They, before the insurance approved the place today, they were calling and asking me questions. Okay. Like, what is her normal functioning physically and mentally? Mm-hmm. And, you know, then another guy called back and said, is this when, her, when and where her appointment is? And making sure that he could get her there. And okay. then I will have to meet them there so I can fill out the paperwork. Right, right. Because I can just see her telling somebody else how to fill out the paperwork. Oh, my God. I have a, I have a new system that I've developed in the last few years with her paperwork, which is to write whatever the hell I want because nobody ever reads it. That's totally great. They make you write things down. And I told her, I said, I think that they do that so that you'll think of the answer so that when they later ask you this question, you already know the answer. You won't have to think about it. Right. That's my, that's my reasoning. So she says, how long do you think I'll need to stay there? And I said, I don't know, but probably until you can get a around on your own, you know, to the bathroom, put your underwear on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. And she says, I really, I really had to try not to start laughing hysterically. Okay. Because she says to me, well, don't you think I'm getting better already? Oh <laughs> I'm like, my I'm like, fucking God. Did you no. even once today operate your own underwear? No, you didn't. So the answer is no, but I didn't say it. Because I just... Of course, this is the woman who... I did. I just... I don't want to make her feel bad. She already feels crappy. She hurts. Yeah, yeah. But, but she couldn't even put them on this morning. No. And she didn't operate them once every time I took her to the bathroom. And the only reason she went to the bathroom is I was finally hydrating her because I could get her to the bathroom. But you have to remember, this is the same woman who, when she moved here, was significantly less functional than any other 70-year-old that we know but insisted that she was in better health than most 70-year-olds. Our, our neighbor's wife is 76. She was sitting in the hammock today when I went over there to give the neighbor a check for the bird seeds that he insisted that we needed. Yes. And uh, and she, you know, if it snows, she gets her snowshoes out and starts going down the path. Yes. She, she's very active. She is. And I said, yes, my mother is like a 92-year-old, 70-year-old. And she, she was talking, she was saying, oh, it was really hard when her mother got like that. Mm-hmm. You know, having some empathy for me, real empathy, not sympathy or commiserating. Right. Which is cool because that's like an adult interaction. We don't have enough of those it's cool. lately. It's cool when that happens. Oh my gosh. So, I love adult interactions. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it was so nice to go in the car with you for like all of five minutes and then go and hang out with your colleague. For who, 10 more minutes. For 10 more minutes. Yeah. Taking her food because she just had surgery and adults. Holy fuck. So I didn't I didn't say anything except no, I don't think so yet. Not yet. No. 
<laughs> but then later my sister was texting me and my aunt kept calling me all day. And I answered a couple times. But I said, look, I'm in the middle of XYZ, my mother's potty break, etc. Putting together a walker, etc. And my sister could not get a hold of anybody. Nobody was answering the phone at the number she was calling. So then she looked online and got another number and, and I was working. So I couldn't, right. I couldn't help her with that. And, uh, but she was, she was at least trying to have some humor about it. Wondering if our mother had escaped and figured she didn't know how to call an Uber if we even had those here. I said, well, maybe she made a friend who knows how. And then she said, uh, maybe you should drive past her house. Like I drive past her on the way home anyway. And make sure she didn't escape. And I said, she doesn't have her keys. So she's not there. <laughs> but, you know, just trying to probably deal with her own anxiety about nobody's answering the phone so I can check right. on my mother. Right. Because there's all these horror stories about old folks' homes and neglect and yeah. Yeah. And so that's a reasonable concern. But yeah. Your your sister has the anxietiest anxiety that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. She was saying, I, I know as I was leaving work, she was saying, and they've stolen our mother. And I said, don't worry, they'll give her back by tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure they're used to people who think that they're the healthiest of their age that they of anybody and who... That seems weird to me. I don't know any old people who do that. And who are old and crotchety about knowing exactly what they want and you're doing it totally wrong even when they're the ones who just did it. Yeah, well, she actually hasn't been as bad. I think the pain has been a problem and then the not being able to get to the food or the insulin too. Yeah. So when I got home very late tonight, which it is very late right now, there goes a dinging of the... 11 o'clock. Bell. It is late. Yeah. I managed to track down a number in my phone, one of the many numbers they called from today when we were calling back and forth, and somebody answered. Yay. And could tell me the answers to the question of what her phone number is in her room and how to call them yes. correctly and reach somebody. So that was good. Oh, and here's the thing too that, that's related to that. My mother said when we were at the podiatrist yesterday, and she said to me a couple times today, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't know that was you. And I thought it was just some guy who was being very nice, <laughs> who was being helpful to me. That's totally great. Yeah, she she didn't recognize me because... No, and it's... She... When I was driving her around, she was, you know, distracting herself by telling all these stories, I'm sure. And she would she you in every single story she was telling. Which aggravates the F out of you, I know. It does. You know, every time she would say something, I would say, oh, he did. And see, it wouldn't bother me so much if she would just be like oh, sorry, and then go on about continuing the story and correcting herself. But she does that thing where she makes it all about her. And she also does this thing that she does where she's like proud of her inadequacies, proud oh, of never yeah. having learned a skill or proud of never having accomplished <laughs> I'm, I'm a thing. And putting my head down and shaking it. Because this is the thing she does. Her and her sister both, your aunt is the same way. They're like proud of I forgot or I never knew. Yeah. And so when... I say, oh, he did. She's like, oh, and I guess he did too. I have a hard time with that, but I'm doing better than I used to. And I'm like, fuck, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. She is doing better than she used to, but, but she was doing a bunch in a row. Yeah. But they had given her pain meds. It's true. And she gets kind of talky then. Yeah. Well, I was telling her how the freeway, which is two roads that cross each other, is all effed up because they decided to fancy up the exchange from one road to the other, and it, nobody ever gets it right because they don't drive like that here. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, your father used to complain about the Army Corps engineers and went on about, like, his time, you know, when he was drafted into, like, the National Guard, you know? Right. And it was interesting because I never heard any of those things. Well, that's good. Like, I- I've given her the pain pills and uh, she got talky. So. Yes. About things that were actual sentences and such. But, That's totally great. Yeah. Um, so I think it's funny then that she didn't recognize you when her first perception of you was male. Mm-hmm. That she just thought you were some guy until she realized that you're her son. Yes. Oh, wait. That's that's my some guy waiting for me. That's why he's being helpful. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is true. You are some guy. Yeah. Thank you for being our guy. I probably I'm supposed to say you're welcome, but well, well, it just seems it, l- let me rephrase that. Thank you for being my guy. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. We appreciate that you're our guy. You don't have to welcome everybody else. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so is that it for now? That's going to be it. Because you're going to have to do a lot of editing before this. In the next like eight hours before this has to come out now. That's right. Oh, fuck. Well, no, if it's 11 o'clock now, I've got, yeah. Okay, that's it. Yep. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Like, I don't even know what all of them were, but... Should we check text messages I, real quick? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of checking reality. I can check your text messages rem- if you want me to. Go ahead, please. Okay. I will check your text messages. You have voicemails from Auntie. Two of them. One at one something and one at six something. I know. Okay. She keeps calling me. I'm sorry. I don't have time to answer her phone calls. <laughs> <laughs>